All right. Episode 533, No Laugh Track Podcast here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. My name is Justin Severs, and I get to host this each and every week. My guest this week has not been here since. I had to do a little research because it seems like it had been a really long time because I missed this guy so much. Mike E. Winfield, last time you were here... It was the uh, capacity was the, you know, they had like five wow. seats open here at Acme. Remember That's that? That's the last time I was here. It right. was 2020 when we were like still wow. trying to figure things out. Yes, we were. I remember being on stage trying to figure stuff out because I was doing <laughs> Zoom shows only. Yes. And I was working out material that I had done on Zoom. That's the last time. That, you know what? For me. That's a long time in between times for being at Acme. I'm telling you, I listened back, and at the end of it, I'm like, well, you seem to be on the yearly rotation here, so I'll see you in 2021. Yeah, right. Now wah, look at wah. us. Look at us. But, hey, it's great to be back. I'm refreshed. I'm new. A lot has changed. Yeah. And uh, it's fun watching some of the results. Absolutely. I uh, The show last night, my, of course, I, I was here with Ashley, my wife, last night because she – she always comes with me when Mike is in town. I come here all the time on Wednesday nights, Thursday nights to see shows. I love seeing a show before I do the podcast. She doesn't always join me. Let's yeah. be honest. Uh, sometimes I'm not ex- exactly dragging her along, but she's not crazy. Like, uh, Acme again? Yeah. When Mikey Winfield is in town, she's telling everybody she's super I excited. I love it. Mike, when you commented on her something on Facebook, you wrote like Showtime back yeah, to her. Yeah, oh right. my God. That was the first thing she told me about yesterday when I got <laughs> up in the morning. You made her day. So, hey, good job. Shout out, her. man. She's always amazing. Good her job. Her vibes are good. Yes. And it's all, I mean, it's really great to see you guys. Every time I'm here. I mean, like, uh, yeah, we've been doing this for years and years. Like, uh, the Facebook memory came up recently of when we did this. I think it was 11 years ago. 11 years ago. Nuts. Wow. You know, and that brings me back to when I first got in this club. When I first got in this club, it was because I did a set on a Monday night open mic, and I did my five-minute Letterman set because I was working it out at the time. And after I did that set, I was working this club, like, every year. And I, I used to tell comics that all the time. I'm like, just get five minutes. Get you can walk into any room, guest spot, do a set on an open mic that no one wants to really touch, and it can open doors for you. And, you know, man, this is a tricky thing I'm about to say, and I'm going to try to figure out how to phrase this. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. All right. I do recommend that. I do understand that I should never take for granted that I have certain energies and blessings around me. So maybe my five minutes and someone else's even great five minutes, maybe it doesn't ring the same. You know, you just never know that. But I'm still going to tell everyone, get five minutes, work hard, and hopefully doors open. I, I, I recall that we had met, yeah, we had met or I'd seen you, maybe you were coming to the radio station that I worked at at the time, before that Letterman. And then when you did Letterman, it was like, I've met yeah that dude that's the guy right so freaking cool that was a wonderful set that was a great yeah that was a pleasure just to say that i've done it i like to be on that list of hey man i played letterman and then there's people like well bro like how old are you you know (laughs) i'm getting that where they're like (laughs) 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 exactly i mean if you played letterman he's retired like i don't get it you mean that santa claus guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) right absolutely well it means a ton of a certain to a certain generation it means a lot yes for sure yes for sure so i have to tell you that it was so coming to the show last night um, we're, we're you know we're huge fans the set was incredible 
Thank you. Uh, then afterwards, seeing the line that you had of of people coming to meet you and buy merch and just get pictures taken. And even before the show, I, I saw you with all these, yeah. this big crowd of people wanting to talk to you and everything. I mean, that, it must be incredible. I'm sure being on America's Got Talent has something to do with no, that. But it absolutely. is. Um, I'm so happy for you that this is I, happening. I have incredible fans. And now they're coming in the masses. You know, like last night sold out. Tonight sold out. You know, um, I'm not sure when whatever airs. You know, but... The shows are all selling yeah. out, and these fans are passionate. They're all like, you should have won. You should have won. And if they feel like that across the country, they're going to come out and see it live. And what excites me is everything they saw on AGT, I'm doing none of that. However, I will cater to their references. They want to hear more about Stepman. They want to hear about relationships and things, and that's my wheelhouse, so... I was curious. I'm like, all right, if for the, there's a certain percentage of this crowd that is here because they caught on. I mean, people like me have been hearing about Stepman well before AGT. But yeah, right. there's people that that's new to them just in the last couple of years. Yes. So, yeah, I was thinking that same thing. Are they coming here and expecting, he better do the Stepman stuff? Right. And it was it, there was a mention towards the end. But, yeah, that's not... That's not the the bulk of the material. Like I wasn't, I didn't leave here last night. I don't think anybody left here last night going, "Oh, he just does Stepman. That's his yeah. Stepman guy." No, they just want to hear from me and see what's going on, yeah. and that's what I like afterwards. That energy and yeah, it's a long line. They're lined up for merch. They're bringing photos for me to sign. They are just like they got my back, and it kind of feels amazing. So I saw on social media that you had posted. You dumped a bunch of photos, and one of them was these group of women that had made fans with yeah, your face on them right. <laughs> with little afro. And they attached afro hair to it. <laughs> what the hell? Hey, I got some of the wildest things happen. I got people bringing pictures. They'll bring pictures from, like, 14 years ago, and they want me to sign, and they're putting it on their wall. And I love it. A guy brought me one of those Funkos, you know, those little... Oh, Custom-made, yeah, right? Yeah, one of those custom-made. He made one of me. He had two, one for me to sign, one for me to take home. No way. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're like, it's just a lot of love. And it's been great. I mean, this is a long time coming just yes. in general. You yes. know, I'm like 20-plus years in stand-up right now, and it really took this long for me to get a base, you know, that – I can sell well anywhere in the country. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. And, and I just love it. I've never stopped loving it. I never wanted to quit. I just like writing jokes, man. I like being in this 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 room, you know. It's, it's, uh, it's so great to see this. I'm, I'm so happy for you. It's fantastic. We have to talk. So the, those glasses you're wearing right now are yes. out of sight, man. Thank you. Thank now, you. Now, you had some glasses. There's merch. I saw your website. They're on there, available on there. You're yeah. selling them after the show. Tell people about these glasses. Right. So, yeah, it's like mikesglasses.com, right? And they can go directly and get them. Seriously. But what happened, I want to say about four years ago, actually. I'm in Atlanta, and I had left my actual shades home, you know? And I was like, damn, it was sunny. It was summer. It was a shooting in a Linux mall that same week. That's random. But anyways, I'm in the mall at a kiosk, and I'm like, man, I like these. And I pick up these red shades, right? They're like red with red lenses, and I like the shape of them. They had this retro feel. I'm like, they really work with me. So I put them on. 
And then there's random people that are like, man, nice glasses. Then I get to the show that night because I'm performing in Atlanta. And I'm like, yo, I'm just leaving them on. I like these. And I perform in them and I just I feel different. You know, like I feel sexy. I feel funny. I'm like, yo, this is how you're supposed to feel on stage every night. And I just kept wearing them at that point. And then I keep going. I keep going. Next thing you know, I'm performing on them on America's Got Talent and at my shows and on my reels. And then this company comes to me and they want to sponsor me. And now I'm like officially selling the glasses and people are coming out and I'm having them in different shades and colors and some are clear and you know like myself with the clear ones you can add your own lenses to them I was wondering yeah and man they have been a hit I sell more glasses than I do t-shirts come on people line up and I'm like of course and it gives you the feeling man it just feels like oh man I'm like for a second I'm like I don't know, retroed up or something. And it's been... It's going to be the hottest Halloween costume this year. Hey, man. <laughs> what I love about it, though, is it just makes my merch unique. Yes, absolutely. You know, yeah. No I one's mean, doing glasses. No one's doing glasses yet. They're go- it's going to happen, but it fits. It, it's, it's on brand for me. You know, I sell my silly-ass T-shirts, and I always got a different shirt. But somewhere in the same, you know, field... And now the glasses is like no one's doing it. It fits. And now I'm working on what the next thing is. And what I do is I'll look at hooks within my stand-up. Okay, yeah. And when this new special that I just recorded, when that comes out, I got some thoughts of some new merch lines. And that's ultimately what I want to be. I kind of I love fashion. I'm a big fan of fashion. And I just want to model stuff. And sell it. Nice. You know, and I think that kind of like works with what I'm trying to do. I, 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 that is you. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, why not? see that. Right? Yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Did I see that the box for these glasses you're selling, do you sign them? Are they signed? Yeah. So the boxes are like, they have the emblem. Looks they really are nice. Signed. And uh, this is all like self created. Like I, I found it. I found the boxes. I make everything. I do it all from scratch. Damn. And, uh, so everything is kind of like handmade in a way. Yeah. And I'm just like figuring out what's next. But I love it. I love it, man. I love to see people wearing them. I love to take pictures with people when they have them. They send me their photos. I'll post their photos of them in the glasses. It's not bad, man. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, that is so awesome, man. That is so freaking awesome. I um relate I got I got a couple of relationship things that I gotta bring up to you. Yeah, you mean let's discuss because that is the, you know, if, we, if you go back and listen to episodes of uh, Mike on this podcast, that's stuff that we always hit up. I believe it. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> they never brought, uh, side note here, they never brought back the Gary Busey Pet Judge show. Oh, man, that is I like, didn't miss it, right? There was never a second season? No, they are dropping the ball on that. That is such a goldmine, and it's such an unusual show. <laughs> if you are listening now, find Pet Judge on a, uh, what is it? Amazon Prime. Yep. Find that show. It's so stupid that it's great. It's just one of those shows that there should be more episodes. Yeah. It, every show should throw in uh, Mikey Winfield and Gary Busey to make them better. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Um, 
So last time you were here, it was uh, like I s- it was uh, yeah, you know, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. And wow. uh, one of the things that we discussed mm. back then uh, was about social media only documenting the positive things in people's lives, right? Yeah, right. And one of the things you said was that oh yeah, everybody wants to have a relationship like Jada and Will. Wow. I said that. <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> Think about what's happened with them since then. Look at that. Damn. That's pre-slap. That's pre-her that book. That is pre-slap. That's pre-her book with all this stuff. Like yeah, this right. Yeah. Wow. So Man. you were right about that. You were absolutely right about that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so this is going to lead into, so, you know, and that's that's true. I mean, I, I feel that to this day. People portray themselves on social media just what, they want you to see, right? You're yeah, not going to yeah. see negative stuff. Right. Right? Do you so, know that people are drawn more to negative, though? Like, you could put up something positive, and people say congratulations, but I feel like if you put up something negative, you're just going to get more support. Absolutely. And more nosiness. And I think, Absolutely. Know, just turn on the, you know, the local news. Yeah, right. Yeah. What are people drawn to? Yeah. No, they know? put the positive story at the very end because, well, you know, we got one. Yeah, let's close with that. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Um, so recently, an uh, old coworker of mine, I saw one of his posts on social media. This is somebody that, truth be told, I had uh, unfollowed many years ago. I mm. didn't want to see his stuff anymore. Yeah. I recently changed right. that. Yeah. And uh, he had a post, and I, and I commented on it. Mm-hmm. That caught his attention. He immediately uh, sent me some personal messages. Oh, like, wow. hey, great to see you. Oh, oh, my God, thanks for commenting. Hey, what's up with you? And we did a quick catch-up via yes. uh, a message app. And at one point, he told me something really nice about his kids, that what they were doing these days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I replied, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, hearing about your kids makes me smile. That's great. That is great. Yeah. And then Uh-oh. he goes... Well, yeah, I mean, we portray ourselves, everything positive on social media. The truth is my wife has never hated me more. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I get it. I get it. You know, like, there's people selling things, and, you know, there's people who are supposed to be leaders in the community, and, you know, I get it. It's tough, too, because you post that negative stuff. It never goes away. True. And then as soon as you fix something, you know, people have that to go back to. So I get why people do the positive stuff, and I get how tough relationships are. That actually just reminds me of one. Uh, somebody on, I think it was Facebook, caught her, her boyfriend, longtime boyfriend, cheating and put it all out there publicly, right? Yeah. And took pictures of where she had thrown his clothes out in the front yard. Oh, yeah. All, you know, just trashing him, like, you know, how dare, you know, broke my heart and backstabbing, this and this and this. Right. A week later, they're back together. Of course they are. And her comments are, you, no one understands, mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mind your own business? I wasn't supposed to know about this in the fr- The reason I know that you broke up with this guy is because you put, put it out there. We're all so comfortable <laughs> writing anything, you know? And as for your coworker that's, like, in that and they're hating each other. You know, that's great, too. That's normal, and hopefully they get through it. I just, you know, people, like, always want to offer divorce. Like, it's that easy. I don't think that should – I think couples who are struggling should live with other couples who are struggling. Just move in together and then find out that maybe your circumstances aren't as bad as you thought. Or swap. Yeah. No, no, really, I think – Imagine if you're in the same house and now you like you're on 
the fence of potentially leaving each other. Yeah. Now that temptation is there with another couple to engage in deeper conversation, which creates intimacy, which might lead to something. I think some there's some growth in there. I think it's also a show. Yeah. It's always a version of a show in there. But, you know, it's easy to just say, hey, I'm ready to walk away. There's people who are miserable every day. Would you have dug? I didn't dig any deeper when he told me that. That was sort of the end of our conversation. And I'm telling you, this is a person I haven't talked to in 15 years. Some Would people, you have dug deeper when he said, she's never hated me more? You know, I think that is a cry for help. I think when they open that can, they're kind of like, hey, I want to get this off my chest to someone. Yeah. You know, and they're not going to put it on Facebook because they want it to look positive. So I think that is... For me, I think that's my time to been like, hey, you know, just let this person get it out. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to be an ear. Sure. You know, try not to pass any judgment within it. And no, uh, I mean, I woke up that day and I would never would have in a million years expected that to happen. Yeah, so. it's, it's, you know, for me, it's really strange what strangers will just share with oh, me. Oh, I'm sure people will open up to you so much. I'll end up in DM conversations that have no business going this far. Interesting. I'm like, what are we, how? Do you point that out that like, hey, I'm, you're making me uncomfortable, this is too far, or what do you do? No, nah, I just keep going, because this is normally entertaining. I suppose. Because, <laughs> hey, Where's man, this going to go? I'm trying to get knowledge. I'm like, I'm just trying to figure out. You sure. know, I'm only going to be as smart as I am. And, you know, I take pills that are supposed to strengthen your brain and stuff like that. But as much knowledge as I can get and retain, that's all I'm trying to do. And I learn from people's experiences. Sure. It helps me. And I found that, you know, I say some crazy stuff on stage. And I found that when I say this stuff out loud, I found that I'm not alone. And that helped me in my own relationship. That makes it ton of sense i was like saying some stuff man like that came from real dark places and then there's people like man i thought you was talking about me up there and i'm like wait you're going through this too and then that helped me in my own house yeah i bet to realize oh okay hey just just weather the storm you know and figure it out but i do think couples counseling maybe an extreme route is the way to go instead of just hating a person every single day. I know I uh, I helped a friend of mine with some uh, stuff around his house a few months ago, and then recently he sent me some pictures of an update, like, hey, your hard work paid off. Look at what we did here. And I was like, oh, that's nice. awesome. So I replied, oh, that's great. Uh, now on to the next project. And his reply, this is somebody who's uh, been married for, I don't know, 25, 30 years. This is just interesting. Uh his reply was basically, yeah, we could try to do the next project, but I'm hoping my wife leaves town so that we can get it done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he casually said it. Just yeah. so easy, uh -huh. you know? And I see nothing wrong in that. Right. It's just, it's probably hard for her or him to hang out when she's around. She's uh, controlling and wants it her way is what well, I've learned. She might require his time and even in like a positive way, she might... Like being around him. Yeah. So when he's like, hey, I want to go hang out and do some work. Oh, but, you know, I want you here. And mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's tough when someone loves you and wants to be around you to say you want to do other stuff. It feels like you're an asshole, but you just want space sometimes. 
Ashley, this, want, mor- yeah, Ashley this morning asked me, are you going to be home tonight after you do the podcast with Mike? I said, yeah, I am. And I said it kind of like, yeah, I am. Just messing with her. And she goes, you know, we actually like having you around at night, so this is good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate you know, that. I just got to be so careful how you say things when you have like a, a delicate soul around, you know, someone else and... I think that's one of the things I'm trying to learn. You know, like I can say and do anything on stage. I feel like that's the more authentic me. I think off stage is when I got to overthink and I got to make sure I'm cautious of feelings and I'm protecting people. But on stage, just like green light. Yeah. Just be who you are in your heart and just say it. And I think this is the freedom. This is the, you know, the liberation. It's just having the mic and being in front of all these people who come for that. Hell yeah. They just like, yo, say it. Who cares, man? And, and you know, like, let's see how to put this. I feel like I can say anything. This whole cancel culture thing doesn't apply to me. I don't have anything. Even though I have everything. I don't have anything, but I have everything. I just... Not a fear of mine, and it shouldn't be because I'm not going to lose a sitcom. I'm not going to lose, what, fans for saying something crazy. In fact, if I say something crazy enough, I might get a whole new group of fans that come and join the new fans. So I just feel like... Do you kind of wish you were on Cat Williams' radar and he would have mentioned you a week ago when he was ripping on everybody? (laughs) Hey, man, what I feel like is, like, man, we all do what we do. And we find the avenue where that works. I don't think he's done anything different from what he's done in any interview. He'll go in and hand select a few people to shit on, and that's kind of his move. This time he picked more, and he was on a bigger platform. And I just know that I've said this from day one. My whole thing has always been like finding my lane and get in it and stay in it. And that's just who I'm going to be. And you never know. Boom. I think AGT was an example of that. That just fit. I did what I was supposed to do while I was there, and now the people are coming to the show. And now I'm in a good community. And then it's still like, what next? Yeah. What next? You just keep working, you know? And some of us hit something, and sometimes you don't. And it's okay. So, uh, so are you? What is your status like with America's Got Talent? You did two seasons. You did. I did two consecutive seasons, right? And second lost. one was like. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you got a great joke in your act about that right now. It's very funny. Um, so the second one was with All Stars. Right? Yes. Didn't win that one either. But right. uh, who remembers the winner? I, nobody does. Yeah, right. But um, and then that has led to some shows with them in vegas man we have an incredible relationship let me tell you simon cowell has opened up some doors he has me hosting uh in vegas as part of a residency that i do many times a year so i might go for a month i might go for two and you know because of his golden buzzer that kind of just started the ticket sales on something crazy and then yeah i get to work in vegas and I used to work Vegas maybe a little, you know, from time to time. Okay. Now I get to stay a little longer and um, kind of enjoy it differently. Not from, like, being on the strip, but just seeing how even, you know, the locals live. So I balance that with touring, and uh, it pays mortgage. Yeah, it really does in a, a very significant way. And um, 
I'm figuring it out, man. That's all it is. So when you so these uh, all star shows that are now happening in Vegas, so it's all types of acts from the show then. Yeah, so they call it AGT Superstars. Superstars. It's a lot of past finalists. It's a lot of past just talent that's been on the show. A lot of fan favorites, and I get the host, and they just kind of gave me the green light. You know, they saw what I did on the show, and they were like, "Hey, make it yours. Do what you want to do." And so far, they've given me. Ah, this is weird to say it out loud because, you know, that could change after they hear this, but zero notes. They're just like, just go. Awesome. And I just have a lot of fun and get to do whatever I want, and I think I need that. I think I need that. And it's helped my stand-up in a way where I'm just a little bit more open and free and social versus me. I've always been in a box where I just like to write. I just want to write, and I want to read these jokes I want to see what happens, and then I go tighten this joke. Yeah. Now I'm a little more loose. I'll mix in a little, you know, banter with uh, the content. Sure. And I think, for me, that's my evolution for stand-up. That golden buzzer, I mean, is there a singular moment in your career that tops that moment when all this confetti's flying down? And Man, there's, there, it's weird. There's so many moments. I don't know if there's, like, a rank on them. I do say that... That has helped me sell a lot of tickets. I do feel like being with the cast of The Office, just in the warehouse, you know, that puts me in this category. You know, I'm on a short list, like, that's the only list I can say I'm on with Patrice O'Neill, who's probably my favorite comedian of all time. Then I have, you know, like we talked about earlier, I have the Letterman thing. And there's just these moments where... uh, they're very special individually, and they all add to the the legacy and the temple. I remember when you had that uh, TV show, what, Offbeat or Offbeat something? Offbeat on right? Fuse, yeah. right, right. And it's funny to hear, you know, man, there's comedians that I've, like, inspired that have seen me on that, and they were like, hey, man, I can do that. He's done stand-up. He's done this. And they come to me, and I feel like, I don't know, like a vet. I got a lot of, I've had guys, man, I won't even mention names so much, that said, I used to watch you when I was a kid. I'm like, how old am I? Come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? So it's, it's, it's great to, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come, but the journey's been amazing too. Did you ever end up working with Howie Mandel? Yes, yes. I mean, even more than I anticipated. Now, we worked shows together. You know, we even did the Moon Tower Festival together, which was great. But I also get to hang out with him and his family. I'll go to his production companies, like when I, his company when I'm off days. It's in Van Nuys. I'm near that. And I'll just go hang out, see how they work. I pop in on his podcast. And Howie, man, has been nothing but available. So amazing. Like, he lived up to everything he said on the show. No but, shit. man, anytime I need to reach out or I'll call, text, and it's just he's there. And... It's kind of a cool resource because I see how he operates. I see how he does business. And I could only hope to, you know, grow my business in a way he does. Like, literally, his production company is on this side of the street. His private jet's across the street. And, like, ah, interesting. That's a nice setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Right. (laughs) What's Heidi Klum doing for you? Hey, man, you know what Heidi Klum did? I got to say... If she ever complimented me on my smile, I would be telling everybody that would hear about that. Like, by the way, 
Hey, you know what happened? It's like Heidi Klum's fans. I think it was something about her complimenting me that just made women see me differently. And Seriously? It's it's insane. It's like they're very open more than they've ever been and this could be just post television. They're just more comfortable saying things. No kidding. You know, I'm a fan. I mean, we do this for so many different reasons. And I, I'm, I enjoy it all. I enjoy it all. They've been very sweet and kind and open and sharing. And, <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I feel like you got a lot of stories that you're not <laughs> going to share about hey, that. Hey, no, no, no. I want to say everything, <laughs> man. I feel like this is the year of truth. And this is the year of honesty. And, um, nah, man, I'm just a pleasure. It's, yeah. I picked the right thing. I picked the right job, mm -hmm. you know, or this job. I don't know, however you want to say it. And Speaking of that, so recently I saw there's a guy uh, that plays hockey for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Brock Faber is his name. Uh, really young uh, star. Really good player. Anyway, he's from Minnesota. And he grew up as a Minnesota Wild fan. And, like, they've showed recently that, like, when he was in eighth grade, he wrote a little thing. What do I want to be when I grow up? And he was like, yeah. I want to play hockey for the Minnesota Wild. And he plays hockey for the Minnesota Wild. That's nice. Yeah. Crazy. What were you what would you what were you writing when you were in eighth grade? Well, let's start with this. There is a power in words. And I believe that so wholeheartedly, even if you write it or you say it, manifest, and I'm like huge on that. And I like to say this out loud too, that even the negative things you say out loud will manifest. I just have seen it. And I'm cautious. Okay, that scares me. Okay. You know, and even I have jokes that I no longer tell because, I don't know, it was just too specifically dark in ways that I didn't want to keep repeating it, even though the laughs were extraordinary. And that's hard for a comic to walk away from, you know, something that just destroys in a room, but yeah. I just can't keep saying this out loud. Wow. So I believe in, like, I, I personally feel that I can have anything I want out of life, and that's what's happening to me right now. Listen to that. Any and everything I want, I'm watching it happen right in front of me, and it's really insane, and I'm, I'm kind of careful about how I like do it. So as an eighth grader, I, you know, I, I can't say I was thinking stand-up, but there was a time, I don't know if it was, I don't know what year, I don't know when, but my cousin, he's the first one that showed me this VHS tape in his basement that we should not have had, and it was Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. And I'll just never forget the feeling that gave me when I was like, they're paying him for this. And he was talking about some of my favorite people at the time. He was talking about Mr. T and, and Bill Cosby, and he was doing impressions of these, like, Africans. And I'm like, how does he do all these voices? And I just remember never forgetting, like, oh, you don't just have to be a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. There are other options out there. And I just kind of stored that. I think I stored that in a place. Yeah. If I go back to eighth grade... I was just get money. I just got to make sure that, 
you know, I'm not relying on anyone else. That's good. That was kind of my goals at the time. I was always thinking of ways to hustle. I was selling candy in school. I was, you know, helping people. I could take out trash. I was just figuring out ways to keep money in my pocket. And I always did. I always had, you know, if you're in eighth grade and you got $60, you're a baller, you know? And I used to buy my own action figures. I had a paper route. Yeah, you know, (laughs) I just know how to keep cash in my pockets, and I don't think that's really changed. I just figuring out new, bigger ways now that I have, like, you know, access to more people. Sure. I love that you said uh – that that was a VHS tape you weren't supposed to have. Oh no, no, because <laughs> we all had to sneak to watch that. Yeah, that thing was. Incredible. I didn't watch it around my parents. That's for sure. No, right? No, no, no. I don't even know how he got it, but this was one of my my cousins that was just ahead of his time. Oh yeah, there was always one. Yeah, yeah and in so many positive and negative ways, he was just. <laughs> yeah, they weren't all positive. I yeah, bet. Yeah, he was very, <laughs> very far advanced. <laughs> I bet. I bet. So, uh, what else should people? I mean, the, the, for the shows that are still have tickets left, come out to Acme this weekend. Follow you on social media. Yeah, Brit- you know, um, that's helping so much, which is dropping reels. I'll just record aspects of this weekend. You know, nothing that I feel like I want to burn. You know, because I have a special I recorded about a month ago. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. Bruce. And I've protected it all. Like I, I won't drop any bits from that. So I'm doing enough on stage where wow. I can like go around it. And so, nice people like that stuff. You know, we're in that age where they like to see some crowd work or. Every once in a while, I'll give them something like that I think is pretty cool or well written that I would never put in my stand up. Okay, it's it's tricky because I think I need more eyes. You know, it's one of those things where I have to find the comics that I like. You know, respect to hear them say, "No, nah, man, you need that in there." Because a lot of times I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate a joke. I'm gonna hate a joke really quick and just move on from it. Hmm. And I think that's my current struggle because I'm in start over period right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And that's always just figuring it out, starting over. So you recorded uh, in Vegas. I recorded in Vegas. What an energy! The people came out. I hired the production company. I funded the entire thing. And for me, it's just releasing art. I just need to put out more and move on from it, or I end up just writing a long ass joke yeah i'm good about adding to a joke adding more to a joke and i then saw next a post you, you know, did about tags i could work on a tag forever that's my problem yeah yeah so now like for instance like i didn't do it like last night but I, the breast milk joke could go 12 to 15 minutes and that's just too much about breast milk it's almost <laughs> like yeah it's just it goes off and in where you're just like, okay, all right. It's funny, man. Thank it's you. It's funny stuff. But I'm like, I had to stop it because it just, it's just too much sometimes, right? But I'm like passionate about it. So it's weird. So I'm looking for new passions. Sure, sure. That's where I'm at. I'm there looking for new passions and I'm forcing it. I'm just writing and trying 
everything. Yeah. I'm throwing everything against the wall. And uh, so, if people are in Vegas any other time, like the rest of this year, you may be doing a show there. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back uh, March. I'll be hosting AGT, uh, the Superstar Show, and hey, man, it's for the whole family, which is pretty cool. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a a well produced show. Like everyone afterwards just can't believe it's really great. You Go know, over to the gl- it's at the Luxor, right? At Luxor. Vegas? I'm just glad I get to be a part of it and uh Go see shine. the Titanic display. Yes, they do. They the have artifacts. That. They got Carrot Top upstairs. <laughs> they got the fantasy dancers. Yeah, it's uh I've been enjoying Vegas. The fantasy dancers. Yeah, yeah, man. They're just like the uh I think they might strip or something. I haven't seen the show, but I met some of the girls, and they're, like, really nice, and they just they dance and take off stuff. <laughs> they have a few of those in Vegas, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. right, right. All right. Well, this has been great. Uh, like, I, I've always, you know, we've been fans of yours for uh, quite some time. Thank Last you. night was awesome. And uh, I'm going to say it again. I'll see you next year, hopefully. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what's great is I will have, I will have something like, I'll have a new hour, but you know what I'm also going to have next year, which is going to be great, is a television show. My television show is going for seven seasons, and I believe this is going to be the show that people talk about as far as comedy. It's going to be one of the funniest, most unexpected, what the hell is this, why is this so great, funniest television shows ever, and... It's being created right now, and I'm just glad to be a part of it with great people. I, I, I hope that that happens and that I get to see it later yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, Mike. Hey. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to No Laugh Track Podcast, the show with a new comedian headliner every single week with me, the host, Justin Severson. The show is produced in the heart of Minneapolis's North Loop neighborhood at the legendary Acme Comedy Club. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Podbean, and watch the video version on our official No Laugh Track YouTube channel. Wherever you are enjoying the pod, remember, drop a like, leave a review, and please tell your friends about the show. And most importantly, come to Acme and see my show in person.